sleep fish is the routine I've been repeating Cause life's too short to only fish on the weekends Cast lines up and down the coast of Cali But that bay bite good from strappers to fat alley Positive vibes and tight lines appear Crystal waters from the Delta to Pacific appear Cause we bout that life, be it for fun or competition Seven days a week in the bay gone fishing What's up, everyone? Jose with the Bay Bite Podcast coming to you with another episode. Today, we're going to be talking and listening to what Frank has to say about Stripers Gone Wild, a organization he is a part of that does community events. Toy drives, food drives, you name it, tournaments. I mean, these guys are out there putting in work, giving out to the community, and catching fish at the same time. So let's hear what he's got to say and put us on the info. What's going on, Frank? Jose, how are you, my man? How you doing? Good, good, good. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, no problem, man. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, even hear what I got to say. Let's get to know a little bit about yourself. What got you into fishing, and how did you lead uh, get to the point where you are now? Well, first off, uh, hey Jose, thank you for uh, taking me as a caller and as a guest. I appreciate it. Uh, I've listened to your first couple episodes; pretty solid stuff. I like where you're going with it, so that's good. You know, there's, there's room for everybody, so keep grinding. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's big things to come. Um, my my fishing background kind of started with with uh, trout fishing. To be honest with you, years and years ago, um, I was big into going into the hills and following blue lines, like little streams, and just catching you know whether they're planted or or wild trout. That was kind of the deal. And uh, COVID switched that up for me quite a bit. Uh, the pandemic. So when that that kind of turned around, I wasn't able to go to the places that I was that I was going prior to that. So I had to look for a new type of fishing. So initially, I kind of just started bait fishing. A uh, buddy of mine turned me in, turned turned me onto the striper game, uh, which is which is a pretty hot deal out here in some parts of the you know the West Coast and the East Coast. So I got into that, and it's just kind of all exploded from there. You know, I've been blessed and fortunate enough to have met an amazing group of guys that that uh, I'm a part of. We run an organization called Stripers Gone Wild. We do a lot of stuff for kids, a lot of stuff for uh, for the hungry, um, a lot of stuff for the community in general. So it's, okay. it's kind of it's given me the opportunity to uh, pursue my passion as an angler and still try to give back to the community. That's great, man! Fishing for a cause. Exactly, man. That's exactly what it is. Fishing for a cause. You know, at first it just started out as as you know something to do, something to pass the time, and and now it's turned into a, a total passion to not only get out there and catch the fish and have a good time doing that, but to get other people to enjoy that and the future generations to enjoy that. That's a big deal to us. Nice, nice. Sharper's Gone Wild. How did you hear about them or how did you get into that? Uh, kind of an interesting story. Um, they were established in October of 2020. 
and it was probably November of 2020. They happened to roll into what I considered a honey hole for Striker. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, they introduced themselves. They seemed like a great group of guys, and, and they kind of explained. They, they literally had, like, maybe, you know, less than 100 followers at the time, but they, they, they had the, the passion. Bill Sterling is the guy who came up with the idea, and, and he had the passion to – um, want to give back to the community, want to give to the kids, and want to show other people fishing spots where a lot of people are pretty tight-lipped about fishing spots. Mm -hmm. You know, mo most don't want to give up their honey hole, right? And, and I and I was on the same page. I didn't want to give up my spot either. When they came out, they introduced themselves, and, and he kind of told me what he was going to do as far as, like, his view of, of what he wanted to do on social media and expose some spots and techniques. And I'll be honest with you, at first I, I wasn't with it. <laughs> Because yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to give up the spots, right? And I think uh, early on as anglers, I think we all kind of go through that. You know, until you've caught enough fish, you, you hold the spot that, that you have real real close to you, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but it, it took some time, and I warmed up to the idea. They held a tournament that December, and I went to their tournament. The only tournament I've ever – or at the time, is the only tournament I had, you know, participated in, and it was a toy drive. So you brought oh, in a nice. toy. Yeah, you brought in a toy that was your entry fee for the tournament. So that's kind of what prompted me to do it. I didn't think I was going to be able to compete. No intentions of competing. Kind of just wanted to give it the cause and maybe hopefully learn from somebody. And mm -hmm. when I got out there, there was there was a lot of YouTube anglers out there, the people that I'd already been following, trying to learn from. And and what was really neat is some of these anglers, you know, they you watch them on YouTube and you think they catch every time they go out because that's what you see. And then I saw them tournament day, and I saw them all kind of have the same results as a lot of other people, which was, you know, uh, minimal, right? Mm -hmm. And it made me realize, okay, you know, the, it's not just me. Like, that's, that's kind of how this whole thing goes. And it gave me a new outlook on it. Uh, SGW uh, recognized, mm -hmm. like, you know, my passion and what I was doing. Prior to that, I was just bait fishing. I started kind of moving into the lures, um, trying to, you know, be a little more proactive in it and, they asked me to be an admin, and uh, it's been a foot on the gas ever since, man. We've raised thousands of cans of food for the local communities here in Merced County. Wow. We've raised hundreds hundreds and hundreds of toys for the youth around here uh, around Christmas time. And uh matter of fact, tomorrow, um, October 7th, we host a, uh, a fall tournament every year because the fall – run is, is big if you know striper fishing you know that falls like a, a hot time um, mm -hmm. so we just host a completely free tournament it's it's a way for us to celebrate the sgw like birth you know birthday anniversary and okay. it's also a way for us to give back to uh the angling community um completely free tournament i mean we're going to give away probably upwards of two to three thousand dollars worth of free swag at this deal raffles there's plaques for first second third for kids and adults um i mean it's, it's a big deal to us and then, i mean in addition to that you know i'm not sitting here trying to brag but you know we just this past weekend there was a kids day here at a, at a local pond um where mm -hmm. they had like 100 145 kids signed up and we took 50 tackle boxes out there for the first 50 kids that showed up they got a free tackle box with tackle in it we gave away oh, over amazing. a dozen rods, rods and reels. You know, we raffled off two or three rods every hour. And a couple of kids, I, a kid actually broke his rod while he was fishing. We just went and handed him a brand new one. You know, that's kind of what, kind of what our mission is. You know, like we, 
as far as the admins, there's six of us, and I want to make sure I mention them all. There's Bill Sterling, who's the guy who founded this. Migs Padilla, who was one of the originals, like from the very beginning. Um, Scott Lemos, which would be, uh, he, he actually joined us about a year ago. Jose Pena and uh, Mark Hale. They are the other admins. And, and everybody kind of brings something a little unique to the table. Like Jose Pena is mm -hmm. a saltwater guy. The guy catches, you know, huge halibut and, you know, bluefin tuna. He competes in, in bluefin tournaments down in Mexico. You know, you look at Mark Hale and, and Migs. These guys are, are like straight bass assassins. You know, they're, they're on top of the bass, you know. Five and six pound bass in places that you, you would think was a uh, – wasn't capable of holding a, a one pound fish, you know, they have an eye for it, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, Bill, Bill Sterling, you know, again, the guy, the man with the plan, he's, he's, he's a striper, you know, guru, like, we, you know, we, we've got a very diverse background as far as our, our admins go. And, and it gives us uh, the opportunity to, to help a lot of people. No, that's amazing, man. That's a, that's, that's an unbelievable good cause of, turning into a passion into something you know way 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 bigger so i congratulate you guys on that that's supported 100 percent. that's amazing oh man you know you know thank you i mean just uh you even wanting to talk to, to us and hear about it is is uh flattering you know it's kind of a testament i remember you know when we had less than 100 people we we just reached mm -hmm. uh six thousand followers as of yesterday wow um, congrats Oh, thank you, man. I mean, that's that, a big that, hurdle. And and for us, like we're very selective. I know it's gonna sound weird, but we're selective about our followers. Like you have to actually answer admin questions. You have to be fishing related. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we don't just allow anybody to to just follow. It's 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 a private group, and and to have that that amount of people is is like I said, it's very flattering. Um, again, it just to me, it shows that we're, we're doing stuff the right way. We're we're just mm -hmm. trying to do it to give it all back to. We all remember where we started, man, and I think that's that's something that every angler should remember. You know, it's like where did exactly. you start? So we all had to learn somewhere. You know, pay it forward. There's plenty of fish for all of us. You know, there really are. That's right. That's right. And is this um, group on the Facebook uh, platform or Instagram or? Yeah. So initially, the group started out just like a, as a Facebook uh, only page, and it was kind of just again. Uh, I mean, to share locations and techniques. Um, we have broadened out to, we have Instagram presence. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we also have, we, we established a website because we do sell some merch. And, you know, just to be clear on that, like, you know, we sell hats, shirts, jerseys. But the reason we do it is, again, when we go and donate 50 tackle boxes. Yeah, it has to come kid, from somewhere. Event, yeah, it, 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 we didn't just get the tackle boxes. You know what I mean? Exactly. They weren't just given to us, you know, like, or when we go, you know, tomorrow and we give away, you know, $3,000 worth of merch, you know, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't just given to us. Granted, we are very blessed with a lot of amazing sponsors, you know, local guys is what we really try to focus on is guys that, you know, garage guys, they, they have a solid, solid reputation. Not like, you know, just like some guy that just started, but garage guys that literally are anglers and understand, you know, they're not just trying to flip baits. Mm -hmm. They understand what actually catches fish we support those kind of guys and and in turn you know like i mean they'll throw us a couple baits we raffle those off it gets their name out there and before you know it you know we we have connections with a few different local tackle shops you know they see what we're doing 
um, fishing game, California Department of Wildlife, you know, they, they work with us, like they, they see what we're doing and, and they, they actually, you know, try, try to work with us to, uh, basically negate any fees that it costs to, to operate a tournament. Cause that's one of the things I think that mm-hmm. people don't recognize behind the scene is there's a lot of, of, uh, paperwork fees, legwork and stuff that goes on behind these tournaments. And, and I want to recognize the admins of this group for doing that. Mm-hmm. because i don't I, I don't think people really realize that it, it's a it's a lot of work you know and these guys have jobs you know they have spouses they have kids you know and they're still making the time to, to put all this stuff together so it, it's it's a pretty amazing deal but it's all worth it at the end of the day like i know tomorrow evening i'll be the most exhausted i've been in probably four or five months <laughs> but it'll be it'll, it'll be 100 percent worth it yeah you know? having fun while you while you're doing it yeah yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, the messages I get when I tell somebody, you know, like, hey, try this, try that, go here, go there. And then somebody actually hooks up and says, hey, I finally got on this, you know, this this 20 plus striper, you know, whatever. Thank you. I mean, that that's worth more than, than anything. Well, I should say that. The kid, the kids thing, right? Like when you watch a kid walk away with a, a, a prize tackle box that he can barely carry, you know, that's probably worth more than anything. But like when, you know, the adults when you finally put like a grown man on a, on a fish that he's been pursuing for a long time, that's a pretty neat feeling too. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are making core memories. We're trying. Absolutely. There's a tournament going tomorrow, October 7th. Do you want to give a little more information on how that's going to work out? Yeah. So, uh, we basically our tournament, tomorrow's tournament specifically will be, uh, the check-in is at 5 a.m. Anytime after 5 a.m. Doesn't mean you have to be there at five. You can check in at noon if you want to. Um, the actual official deadline to bring a fish back is 2 p.m. Um, our only rules basically are, are basic, uh, no, no boats. Like we want okay. everybody to build a bank. We want everybody to build a bank fish this because we kind of want it on an even keel. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in this location, we have the San Luis Reservoir, uh, you know, the, the big lake, basalt. There, if you get on a boat and you get on some, some major stripers, I mean, there's a guide up there that puts people on, you know, 40 inch plus stripers, right? Oh wow! Okay. That, that's not that's not always uh, an option from the bank. So we mm. wanted to make it level, you know, for everybody. So the rules are basically no boats, but no boundaries. You can go and fish whatever waterway you want. So you'll check in on Hilldale Avenue, on the California Aqueduct, at 5 a.m. or after, and then you can go wherever you want. You can fish the Aqueduct, the Delta Mendota Canal, which are great freshwater fisheries. Both of those come straight off the Delta in Tracy. Um, you can go and fish the O'Neill Four Bay, the Big Lake. Uh, you can fish dirt canals. I mean, here's one of the things that we're pretty blessed with here in Central California. We have irrigation canals that run everywhere to take care of the farming. Well, what most people don't realize is there's a lot of fish in there. I mean, I've, I've pulled multiple five and six pound bass out of little tiny irrigation canals here in the valley. And I normally don't mm-hmm. say that, so I'm probably going to get roasted for saying it on a podcast. <laughs> you know driving through past all that before i got more involved in the fishing community i've always wondered if there was fish in those little aqueducts and stuff like that man that's that's pretty impressive man. to hear <laughs> pack pack a rod and some gear man and, and here, here's one of the best lessons i was ever given is don't underestimate any body of water I will try to catch fish in a puddle in a supermarket parking lot if they let me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I've, I've been surprised. So, <laughs> but basically, so as far as the tournament, you check in at five o'clock and you go and fish wherever you want, and then 
you know. Okay. Um, be back by two o'clock, and and the beauty of it is, is say you go out and, and you can't shake the smell of the skunk off of you, still come back by two o'clock. We do a raffle that gives that. I mean, literally, our raffles last over an hour long. It's one of those deals where damn near everybody there gets something, it's and something and it's not there. it's not cheap stuff. You know, we we partner with several you know spots right, Central Valley Bait and Tackle. Um, there's, there's a bait shop in Santa Nella that we partner with, like everybody, you know, make sure that they see what we're doing and they want to contribute and, they, and, and they've attended and they see how lit our raffles go. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. like the raffles almost more exciting for some people than, than the damn tournament. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's a neat deal. Um, we do it by length, longest striper wins. If there's a tiebreaker, we do weigh them, uh, when you bring okay. them in. If there's a tiebreaker, it goes by weight, and if there's a tie for some strange reason on length and weight, it's going to be whoever brought their fish in first. Got it. Um, and and that, so we do a first, second, third. Uh, we do plaques for this particular event. We do trophies in the spring. Like, we always make sure first, second, third, like, they get to take something home and put on their mantle to where, you know, bragging rights, right? I think that's mm-hmm. for a lot of people, even myself included, when I was uh, able to participate. I think the trophy would be worth more than uh, uh, any of the things you could have gave me in the raffle, like that those bragging rights, right? Oh yeah. And, and I've seen I've seen that play out with our previous winners. You know, they still kind of have like some smack talk on social media. Or every time a new tournament's coming out, they jump in. You know, they can chime in and say, "I'm coming back to get some more hardware." Okay, well, let's get, <laughs> you know, it's it's been a fun adventure, man. It re- it really has. And and again, I I hate to go over and over with you, but I, it wouldn't be anything that it is, you know, w- without these guys that are willing to sacrifice all this time and effort and money mm-hmm. to make it happen. You know, this, this group of guys, you know, it, it, it's six people trying to cater to 6,000 people and we seem to be making it balanced and work. So, you know, I, I guess we're doing something right, but you know, it's, it's these other guys, man, they, they do so much. You know, I just, I appreciate them a lot because, it's helped me tremendously too. Like, you know, I can go and fish on my own and catch fish. That's not an issue, but to kind of have another reason to go out and yeah, I can catch some fish, but I can also like maybe learn some stuff that I can pass on to the next one. That's, that's even neater, man. And that's kind of the mindset of where we've gotten now. One of your future guests. And I say that because, uh, I want to really make sure he gets on here. Uh, Raul from bank beaters. Mm -hmm. He has a, he has something he says, or he puts hashtag a lot. It'll be a hashtag fishing community. But he, that's he right. Capital, he capitalizes that unity part. And I think that's important, right? Because we are a community, but like we really, you know, we're the only ones who really understand this. You know, when outsiders look at fishing, my family included, people that don't know, you know, they may mm-hmm. say, oh, it looks like you're catching the same fish over and over, or like why are you hurting the fish or whatever it is. Like we're really the only ones that understand what this passion all really mm-hmm. means, you know, whatever, whatever differences people may have, like this is a common denominator and I, and I exactly. think it's a, a, a beautiful thing to bring people together. So just kind of name dropping and then also kind of putting the pressure on him too, to make sure he ends up coming on the podcast because uh, uh, the dude has been a staple in this particular, uh, in this particular community for, for a while. Like he's brought a lot of people together that probably wouldn't have come together. So I want to make yep. sure that, that people recognize that. Yep, yep. So you heard, Ro, Bank Beaters. You heard the right. call out, man. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> I just saw him today. I, I literally just saw him today. And I, I told him, I was like, I'm going to put the pressure on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Nice. So let's get into some of your stories, man. Talk to me. Talk to me. What's your biggest catch? What's your, what's, tell me some stories, man. Man, I, I'm I'm not a great angler. I think uh, I'm more consistent than I am a uh, big angler. But so, like, again, so I started with the trout stuff, uh, slowly progressed into, like, just bait fishing for striper. And I was getting, you know, 20s, 21s, 22s, you know. Um, met the guys from SGW. Saw that some of them were throwing lures, which was intriguing. Uh, had other friends that threw lures, but they never really showed me any success. But the pressure of of seeing people around me using them kind of like influenced me to do it. So I started throwing some lures, and man, that first time it hits, it's like lightning. You know? Oh yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's a feeling you can't describe, right? You know, only people that have that have actually caught something on a lure can really tell you what that's like you know instead of sitting like i think it was a outcasters last week was talking about it uh you know instead of sitting there watching it and seeing something hit to actually feel it is significant right mm-hmm. that that that's what it's about so i i tr- transitioned the lures and and i think my my biggest striper really it, it's a very modest like 26 inch striper not very big okay. um I played around with the striper stuff for a while. We we fished the, the aqueduct down here. So it, it's kind of, you know, you're at the mercy of like a cement canal. I'm not saying yeah. big fish can't come out of there, but we're fishing a cement canal and we're 10, 15 feet above the water line. So like trying to manipulate lures to get them to, to swim on a lateral line versus like at an arc, you know, you're, you're, you're battling a lot of elements. I'm not making any yeah. excuses. It, it's fun. I've caught plenty of them. But a buddy of mine, another one of the admins, Migs Padilla, I got to give him credit, uh, and also kind of throw him under the bus for it. He invited me to go bass fishing last year, about a year and a half ago, actually, and uh, caught a few bass, had a great time with it, and then, honestly, the bass bug has just bit me big time. Okay, okay. Yeah, so even though I, I'm an admin for this week, Shepard's in a while, like, I, these guys are going to be pissed to hear it. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> They they know it, man. My passion is is the bass, you know, and and uh, I I was I was blessed pretty early, you know. Again, we're all we're all bank fishing, you know. So I went from like a three pounder to a four pounder to my pe- current PB on bass is six pounds thirteen ounces, which I know that there's far larger out there, but if if people saw the waterways that we were fishing, um, it it would probably blow their minds. You know what I mean? That, that fish that size can come out of yeah. such a small waterway. But that's kind of been, you know, like now after spending a year kind of learning the bass and what they're doing in some of these irrigation ways, now I'm kind of moving my way into what I consider um, maybe big boy stuff, which is going to be like the San Joaquin River. Okay. Um, it's a, uh, you know, and there's striper and, and, you know, and everything else in there as well. But uh, we were blessed with a lot of water this year. We had a lot of floods, but all that's finally kind of throttled back, and now we can kind of navigate and walk around those areas a little better. So I think this uh, this fall, um, once, once this tournament thing slows down, we've got tournaments for the next couple of weeks. Once that slows down, I'll probably, you know, throw a lot of emphasis on this river action just because it's different. I want to continue to try to 
learn and new, you know, uh, cha- change environments, you know, like uh, every, every time I've switched species, it's been a different environment from like, you know, the trout up in the hills to the striper down here in the cement stuff to the, the bass in the dirt. You know, I get mm-hmm. to learn a little from each and some of it translates. Like I'm very thankful that I started out with the trout fishing because it has a lot of that has translated um, into helping it w- with the striper, especially. Uh, see, they 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 act very similar in a lot of regards in the running water at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think next will be you know some river action, man. Um, and we and the, what's crazy about the San Joaquin River, even as as far inland as as we are, we get everything. You know, striper. You know, shit salmon. Excuse my language. Uh, salmon, sturgeon, everything. You know, there's there's plenty of that all out here. Course, I know that we're not course. supposed to play with the salmon. We're not going to play with the salmon this year, obviously. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, but, you know, unfortunately, exactly. But you know, we we have those options out here. So, um, it, I'm very blessed with the waterways that are surrounding me. You know, I'm only you know 30 minutes from the Delta, which you know, there's people that travel all over the place. You know, from from the East Coast to come and fish the Delta. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's definitely on the list to try to get more proficient out there. So, you know, I've, I've got a lot, one of the things I've, I've definitely learned from fishing is the more I think I know about fishing, the more I realize I don't know anything about fishing. Yeah. If you're not learning you know, like, something new every time you go out, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And, and you know, no, nobody's ever going to be a master at this. You know, that, that's one of the things that I think is so appealing about it. You know, even, even the greatest guys have off days. And I think that's mm-hmm. what makes it easy. You know, we're all we're all kind of in the same boat with that. You know, whatever, whatever your philosophy is, whether it's parametric pressure or moon cycles or whatever, like you know, everybody has a reason for a day that they didn't catch fish. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, makes it fun. Yeah, that's right. What's your um? Give me some info for for new guys or even. Uh, more experience. What's your setup for trout, bass, and striper? Do you, you mind going through that? What do you use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trout, man, it, it's been you know several years, but I always obviously use some ultralight stuff. You know, real thin mono um, was kind of my go-to back then. But I was just throwing rooster tails, you know, uh, panther martins, you know, those, those kind of things. Um, as far as striper stuff goes if i'm on the aqueduct i'm usually throwing 30 pound braid kind of like my joke with with a lot of the guys is uh braid to me is like frank's red hot i put it on everything you know what <laughs> i mean like I, I literally like everything i run except for drop stuff i'm running braid on it and we can afford it out here though our, our waterways are, are murky enough mm-hmm. where you can throw a braid and, and, you know, when you're messing with these stripers, especially in an open water area like that, you're happy you had the braid, you know, I mean, you, you get on, you know, a striper, striper bite's no joke, you know, I, I don't know how many people, you know, if, if you're a bass fisherman, you've never experienced it, or if you're a trout guy, but like a striper bite will, will definitely test the brakes, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll mm-hmm. test your drag for sure. Um, so I, I run the braid on that. If I, I've recently got into throwing some bigger baits, so I'm throwing, you know, uh, gantrels, a couple of buddies make custom, you know, big baits, uh, the sneaky peats, you know, stuff that's, you know, two and a half, three ounces. So I throw that on a, on a I rod, um, 
Caesar's Chavez, uh, you know, Caesar's Irod from uh, Toxic Baits. I throw that for for my bigger stuff, and I throw a fifty pound braid on that. You know, mm-hmm. fifty pound braids, no big deal because I don't want, I don't want to lose a, a you know nobody, nobody wants to lose a hundred dollar glide bait. You That's know, right. Or a 50, you know, I mean, you know, so so I, I do a lot of that. Uh, if I'm just throwing like a regular like you know jerk bait out there, it could be anything from thirty pound braid for me, which I do have some buddies that will run you know like some stuff big like you know 836 i think it is what it is you know some of the mono stuff that's uh a little stretchier i i like to feel the bite the minute it happens mm-hmm. you know but but i i don't play my fish a lot like if once i get a bite i kind of winch them in i don't i don't let them play like you know once i've got you your mind i'm bringing you in where some guys like to play their fish a little bit so you need a rod with a little more give so like most of my rod setups are a little stiff Okay. Um, most guys want, you know, a little more give, especially on the treble hook stuff, because, you know, uh, again, that fish is going to be thrashing, you know, and and if you don't, if if you're playing around with that fish a lot and doing a lot of head shakes, you're going to end up losing them. I don't play with them. Literally, once I get them on, like, I'll water ski it if I have to. I don't care if it's, <laughs> you know, I will. Like, you know, if that's what it takes to get it in and keep them from head shaking, because, you know, it only takes a few of those, you know, head shakes that come out of the water and you lose a fish where you're like, okay, what do I have to do to make that not happen again? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you watch guys like Tactical Bass and, you know, there, there's two brothers with polarly op- you know, completely opposite styles. One guy is yeah. like, hey, I want a stiff rod, and I'm going to reel it in hardcore. The other guy's like, hey, I want a softer rod, you know, lighter line, things like that. But he's willing to sit there and take the time with the fish. I'm a catch and release guy. I don't eat fish, which is kind mm, of okay. weird. Um, so There's actually a my, lot of people like that. <laughs> I, I've I've noticed that now more than I've been in it. Like, when I first started, I was, I'd get a lot of weird looks, but I've noticed that a lot. But one of the beauties of, like, winching these things in is, like, Man, I, I'm not gassing it out, and when I go to let it go, the fish kicks off. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good release. You know, versus, yeah, if I'm sitting there and I'm fighting it for you know however many minutes it is, like and I finally catch it and it's gassed out. Like now I gotta sit there and, and hope that I can revive it or hope that it comes back. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm in it for. You know, I'd I'd rather lose the fish than uh, kill the fish. Okay. You know, again, I, I'm just doing it for the sport. So, you know, I'm sure I'm probably, not, I'm positive rather. I'm not speaking for everybody and I'm not mad if anybody keeps a bass or a striper or whatever, like enjoy the ceviche, enjoy the tacos, whatever you do. But uh, to me, I just do it strictly for uh, the sport, really. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's respectable. Everybody has their opinions and, you know, should be okay to express that. I I agree, man. I mean, you you see these posts on social media. Somebody will post a string or a bass, and there's always somebody in there that gets all you know worked up about it. But at the end of the day, like, man, if you if you're following the laws, the rules, the regulations, rather, and, and you're adhering to everything, then then who am I to tell you what to do with it? You know, like if you need, some people may need that to feed their family, and what power mm-hmm. zone? You know, like I I don't sweat it, but to me, I I try to considering I'm not going to eat it. You know, I'm gonna try to you know get it back in the water healthy and alive. You know, on the on the rare, rare occasions that one doesn't make it, yeah, we'll go ahead and you know we're gonna call that and, and take it. But it, it's very rare. We've gotten pretty proficient at getting them in and out of the water. Okay, and for for 
for example, for tomorrow's tournament, what do you recommend for a beginner that's going out there? What should they take? What what type of setup? Um, you know, so they can have the most success. That's a great question. Um, so what I would suggest, you know, would be honestly for a lot of people, especially beginners, are typically more into bait fishing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Anchovies have always been super cut. Anchovies like cut bait, cut sardines, bloodworms are huge. I would suggest a medium heavy rod, you know, whatever kind of braid you want. What I typically run is like a 30 pound braid and then I run a swivel. If I'm bait fishing, which I seldom do, but I'll run 30 pound braid to a swivel and then I'll run some type of monoliter, whether it's two or three feet to a circle hook with a slide swivel. Something's kind of let the bait move around a little bit because believe it or not, even if it's cut bait, movement will attract the fish so you want that we are pretty fortunate with currents and stuff down here so you can cast out and if you have like a slide weight your bait will still be kind of dancing around out there a little bit it's nice um but you can literally get away with catching killer amazing keeper striper out here uh on just a hook uh a simple weight any kind of weight you want and whether it's anchovies blood worms red worms giant crawlers you know that would be your, your most entry level setup and then your your next bet would be like you know top water poppers you know pencil poppers uh jerk baits things that kind of you know anywhere from the surface to a few feet below the surface is really neat mm-hmm. and but what, I, what what has been working down here for the past two or three weeks which has been kind of a phenomenon i don't know if it's because more people are using them or if it's just been a good year for it but there's a, a guy out of Fresno, uh, a guy that I, I know personally, his name is Peter Cho, uh, PC Bates. He's been making, making it, or I shouldn't say making, but painting these custom glides in a shad pattern that that bait actually won um, our last tournament. And guys are slaying. It's almost like a bait with training wheels. You just throw it out there and throw it back in. Um which I, you know, I say that out loud because by the time I get back out there, everybody's going to have been doing it already. It's going to ruin the bite for me. But again, <laughs> for the sake for the sake of your podcast, bro, I'll, I'll burn myself <laughs> down a couple of times. Um, but no, really, his his bait has been absolutely crushing uh, over the past several weeks. So I would imagine a big shad style glide bait or... Um, historically live minnows have worked well. Some guys have used like our very first tournament that SGW ever did. Uh, first, the, the guy that got first call it would have gotten second place as well if, if they had let him enter two fish and he got them both within the first five minutes after the buzzer went off for the tournament. Five minutes later, the dude had two monster fish off live minnow, mm. but not much else was caught the rest of the day. So. At least in that location. So you never know, man. I mean, one thing about, you know, the 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 thing between striper and bass, you know, striper move. They're hunters. They're constantly, you know, just cruising. Bass, you can go and catch. I've caught a bass in the same location, the same bass, two or three days apart. Right? <laughs> Where, and literally, and the reason we knew it is because it had one eye. Mm. Like, the guy that was with me, it was missing an eye the first day. Two days later, I caught it. 10 feet away from the same spot, same fish, same patterns, missing an eye. You, that won't happen with stripers. They they move. They cover major ground, especially this time of year. That's their condition, too. They're used to running in and out of the ocean, right? They're an Andromeda fish. 
Mm-hmm. So they're they're one of the things we have in our favor with these aqueducts is they can't run back to the ocean. Once they end up in this aqueduct, especially once they're south of, of the O'Neill Four Bay, there's no getting back to the ocean for these fish. So there's there's no going back for them. So so that that's kind of another reason we're okay with the whole um, catch your fish and bring it in to weigh it. Because again, as much as I'm a catcher and release guy, we do require you to bring your fish in to be measured and weighed. And we're okay with it because we understand the waterway and and, yeah. and the and the way that works. We're not decimating a species by taking fish out of the California aqueduct. That's four hundred and thirty some odd plus miles of waterway of stripers that will never get back to the ocean. So mm-hmm. whatever you catch in there, you might as well you know, if you enjoy tacos, take it home. If not, throw it back. You know what I mean? Like whatever, it doesn't matter. Like I, I honestly feel that it's you're not really impeding the growth of or or decimation of that species by taking fish out of the aqueduct. All right, Frank. Well, that's uh, hey, that's an amazing amount of information, man. <laughs> Bro, and, I'm sorry. Uh, I feel I feel like I talked your ear off, man. No, but no, I, no. You're I, good. I, that's this is a platform for people like yourself to come on here and give as much experience and info. Um, as you possibly can, and I think you nailed it. You hit it out the park, man. Uh, definitely, I, I, uh, I definitely that. learned some stuff from just this conversation. <laughs> well, what I would like people to to know is they can reach out to SGW on Facebook, Strippers on Wild on Instagram, myself uh, on Instagram. We're, we're more than willing to help share what we know, the experiences we've gone through, what works, what doesn't work, and we're also open minded to hear what may be working from, for you that hasn't worked for us historically. You know, we, we want to share that information. And again, we feel that there's enough fish out there for everybody. So, mm-hmm. you know, wh- why not everybody, you know, collaborate and get together and, and everybody be successful, you know? Uh, so that's kind of where we're at, man. So if anybody wants to reach out, if anybody wants to show up tomorrow, they're more than welcome. We do have an online presence as far as social media, but also we have stripersgonewild.com where we sell some of our merch. And again, that's not making any of us rich. Now, Stripers Gone Wild does not put a dollar in any of our pockets at all. It's all going back to uh, providing stuff for kids, providing stuff for our fellow anglers, giving, you know, these trophies and all this kind of stuff, you know? So, yeah, if you can support, that's great. You know, if you, if you can support just like literally like in heart and spirit, we're cool with that too. You know, we don't expect a penny from anybody, but if anybody needs anything from any of us, like, um, I know I mentioned earlier, you know, we do a can we do three tournaments a year. The free one is going to be tomorrow. We have one in December. It's going to be December 9th, a Toys for Tots tournament. Um, you show up, you bring an unwrapped toy, a brand new toy, and that's your entry into the tournament. And we treat them just like any other one. There'll be thousands of dollars in giveaways. There'll be trophies, the whole shebang. And then we do one in the spring. Uh, a canned food drive and uh early on when we first started this we had one of our members passed away from cancer so we've dedicated that spring tournament her name was Haley Lachlan and we've dedicated that tournament to her so every year in the spring we'll do the Haley Lachlan Memorial Canned Food Drive like I said we've we've brought in thousands of cans of food for the the community in Los Banos California and Merced County and we're going to continue to do that and it'll be in her honor going forward so um again if 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 anybody wants to come out and enjoy a a good good group of people 
it's, it's all about giving back. Selfless people. We're going to have some cats out there, uh, another fishing group called Top Dog Fishing. They're going to be catering the whole thing. There's going to be ribs and hot links oh. and sandwiches and, you know, beans and greens and cornbread and, like, all sorts of stuff, man. I mean, it, 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 there's bait vendors that will be out there, 209 Custom Lures, Carlos Torres Moreno, CTM Swim Baits will be out. You know, he'll have stuff out there. Snag him and bag him lures. Uh, he's a sponsor of ours. He, he, he always gives us stuff to, to hand out. Like, Bank Beaters is always historically taking care of us. I love that dude. Like, I, and I know I'm not going to remember, like, even a, a third of them, but we we are in severe, you know, we appreciate, like, severely the people that have made this possible because it's all getting paid forward. So come out. Say hi, introduce yourselves, you know, shake our hands, show us pictures of your fish. Feel free to post anybody and everybody. I don't care what you call it, if it's a crappie, if it's a bluegill, or if it's a bluefin tuna. You know, share it on SGW, on Facebook, SGW. And, I mean, we're, we're all about, even though it says stripers going wild, we're all very diverse anglers, and a good catch is a good catch. So share it, man. That's what we want. We want everybody to get their likes. You know what I mean? We want everybody to get the exposure that they want. That's all, that, that's all we're asking, man. We want everybody to have fun. So, that's beautiful, I man. Pre- I, Jose, I, I appreciate you, bro. Like, I, I really do thank you for having having me on and letting me kind of just totally uh, talk your ear off. No, no, it's all good, man. I appreciate <laughs> it, and I 100% support the cause. Um, I will be sending out you know, sponsorship as well. Um you know, after the phone call, we'll talk and uh, set something up to support this because I 100% and will back you guys up and uh, repost and shout you guys out for your events. I love what man, you guys are doing. Man, thank thank you for that. That That's pretty spectacular. We'll make sure to get the word spread for you. It seems like you've already got some good traction going on some followers, so let's blow this thing up for you, man. Let's make you huge. I appreciate it. I we're going to get – I'm going to go ahead and say this. We're going to get Nick from Casting Crank all, all jealous. <laughs> go ahead and mark that bro Post, you know hashtag that <laughs> yeah, <that's fun. laughs> i appreciate you brother and um like i said this i'm making this platform for local anglers with great cause like yourself you know just to tell your story and and continue to grow this uh fishing community as much as we can you know i'm i'm getting laid into it like I said, but I'm 100 backing up the causes of all you guys. I I can tell you're doing it the right way, bro, and that's why that's why I I even started following it. To be honest with you, I can tell you're doing it the right way. So keep it up, man. I'll continue to listen. We'll make sure that we spread the word about about your podcast for sure. We'll get those those uh those views up. Alrighty, man. Well, take care and uh, good luck out there tomorrow. All right, thank you, Jose. I appreciate you, brother. That was Frank with Stripers Gone Wild, man. What a what a cool ass organization. I mean, giving out fifty tackle boxes to kids, giving out poles to kids. I mean, you can't get better than that, man. Fishing and helping at the same time. So make sure you guys go try to join their Facebook group. Hit them up on Instagram. You heard it. If you need help, if you want info, they'll be more than happy to provide it. So go out there and show some support to local guys doing 
great things for the fishing community. Again, that's the episode. I appreciate the tuning in. I appreciate the support from all my fishing community anglers. And make sure you leave a good review. Follow us on IG. Shout us out. I appreciate you guys. And we'll catch you on the next one.